25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Subjectively Speaking. Happy birthday to you. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, show the fine people what you have gotten ready for us. You've donned it on our special occasion of turning a whopping how old? Two. Wow, those candles throw your lighting into the uh, world's largest orbit. But Laura, you got to blow out the candles for both of us. Make a wish. Make a wish that you know that I will be a fan of amazing i can't wait to see that come to fruition we obviously we can't tell you what the wish is because if we tell you what the wish is it won't happen exactly so so word to the wise if the jackets uh do get the first overall pick in the lottery this summer that was all laura all (laughs) right folks welcome into our birthday episode our two-year wow that feels crazy i think um you know before we dive too deep into this episode laura and i we Obviously, we love the idea of like celebrating. I think last year we just brought on all the people that like were our, our favorite humans, and and we're going to do a little bit of that today too. But but specifically, what we wanted to do for our second birthday was we wanted to. I feel like if you've listened to the show long enough, you know Laura and I as people, and we care a lot about a lot about our community. And even if one of us doesn't live in that community anymore, it's still my community. And you know we love giving back, and that's what the show is all about. So to celebrate our our second birthday, we're going to be giving two hundred dollars uh, to charities. We're splitting it up half and half. Laura, I'm going to let you go first. Talk to us a little bit about who you are donating your one hundred dollars to. Absolutely, um, I am donating my one hundred dollars on behalf of on our sleeves the social media and children's mental health charitable organization through nationwide children's hospital um i picked this organization because um obviously we are very much so a social media entity um and it's a really big thing for us to make sure that we are a positive force on social media um that we are creating a space where people feel safe and people feel included. And as someone who suffers with depression and anxiety and who um, was bullied and that was, you know, thank God I, you know, every day it was before really social media existed um, and who has uh, very young nieces and nephews who are growing up in an age where um, life is moving very fast, especially on social media and, children's mental health um, does not get as much attention as it needs. So I wanted to make sure that we were doing, you know, just even a little bit of a part to help bring awareness. And of course, uh, Nationwide Nationwide Children's is just an incredible hospital, incredible organization, and of course exists in the heart of Columbus. So that is my birthday gift. I love it, Laura. I, I love it. And and to your same theme of, of sticking to to local organizations that are making a difference in central Ohio, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit more on the hockey route and, and we're gonna talk about the Columbus Blades sled hockey organization. So the Ohio sled hockey 
uh, organization uh, provides the opportunity for individuals with physical limitations to learn about and participate in the sport of hockey. Athletes are developed through instruction, encouragement, evaluation, and competition. Uh, you know, for me personally, I happen to know um, I happen to know somebody. I happen to know a family whose daughter is a, a member of the Columbus Blades sled hockey team, and uh, I just know how how highly she talks of it and how much she loves it and how much it's impacted their family. And so, uh, we're really happy and excited to be doing this for our birthday. We we just think it matters so much, and and hopefully, you know, if you're wondering how how can you celebrate with us and our main our main ask is that you even if you don't have have a dollar to spare to an organization that means a lot to you do something to spread an act of kindness on our birthday and just share uh share your your kindness with as many people as humanly possible and if you do have the ability to make a charitable donation of any sort let us know what you do let us know uh we'll promote it on social media we'd love to see it and you know maybe if we're feeling a little bit extra charitable maybe we'll match some donations we'll see we'll see how that goes but Another big part of our birthday is celebrating it with the people that we care a lot about. And so, of course, it's been a minute since we've had him in, but I can't think of a better time to bring in none other than our dear friend, Steven Shrek. Steven is back with us because you guessed it. If Steven's with us, we're probably getting close to the jackets taking on the Preds in one way, shape or form. And so <laughs> that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. Steven's also, as we all know by now, if you're, if you're new to the show, Steven can introduce himself, but uh, he's a big Preds fan, but he's a big Jackets fan too. Don't let him fool you. Hi, Steven. Yes, being in Columbus for the last eight years. Hello. Nice to be back with you all. Um, being here for the last eight years, obviously I'm a Blue Jackets fan, but grew up a Predators fan, had some family in Nashville. That was my first NHL game that I went to. So that's how I fell in love and started my uh, enjoyment with hockey. But also uh, to the point that you all were just making, I myself uh, work in the field of children's mental health. So to uh, hear that you all are doing some charitable good, not just for hockey in the community, as Jeremy said, but also for children's mental health in the area. Um, I got misty yet a little bit, not going to lie. Um, it's, it's close to home with the work that I do. So you all are doing amazing things here, and it's awesome to be back and spend time with you all. Well, you know how much we love you. And I, what I don't love, though, is you pointing out that you've lived in Columbus for eight years because that means that it was eight years ago that we were freshmen in college. And I hate that. Hate that with every fiber of my being. Don't think we should ever mention that again whenever we introduce you to the show. Let's hold off on that from here on out. Uh, woof. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. But, but Stephen, yes. Sounds like a good plan to me. We'll leave that out. <laughs> We're so glad you're here, buddy. We always have a good time when you're here, and, and we know that nobody likes to to talk about the jackets and maybe give them a little bit of hell like you do. So we're gonna do a little bit of that tonight, I'm sure. But but how's everybody doing? It's a it's a Monday, I think, probably for the most part. All of us, Stephen. I don't want to speak for you. I hope I'm not wrong. Had the day off today in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So hopefully you're also able to take Monday to. Um, oh man, did you have to work anyway? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh home. man. Anyway, I, I hope that the folks who, who did have the day off were able to use it as a day to reflect or do some good in the community and just uh, spread Dr. King's message and do more than just post about it on social media. So um, no shade, no shade. But if that's uh, if, you're, if you're able, hopefully you did something today to reflect and think about the community. But how are you two lovely humans doing? 
Laura, you're full ass on mute. And while you're on mute, I'm going to take this opportunity to say that while Laura has a cupcake, <laughs> I forgot to say this. Laura had a cupcake to celebrate our birthday. I made a drink that sucks, kind of. Um, I was going to like, I was hoping it would work. And I was going to call it the subjectively drinking. Um, it's not, it's not giving what I wanted it to. It's uh, <laughs> berate me, berate me for this, everybody. It's uh, a, lim- a lime LaCroix with uh, Malibu. Come on, come on, high school. Come on, high school Malibu. Uh, and some blue Coruscant with a splash of grenadine. Was really going for that blue jackets color palette here. Let's let's stir it with the grenadine and make a little purple concoction and see how this tastes. Because and what he means when he says high school is college and over the age of twenty one. Because we do not he promote underage drinking. Said what he said. I don't promote we do it. Not- condone underage drinking be better than i was everybody be better there we go than i was anyway how are y'all doing so yeah it wouldn't be a special episode if i didn't have some sort of technical mishap that was my own fault so naturally i was on mute when i tried to speak earlier um no, I was saying I'm fine. I just stupidly decided that I needed to have a doctor's appointment at eight o'clock this morning on my day off. So that was less than fun. And I got two shots. So both of my arms are sore. Oh my gosh. You weren't able to just use the same arm. Well, no, cause they wanted to see if I had a reaction to either one of them. They wanted to know uh... what, which one went into which arm. Yeah, that makes but sense. But she did like, she did conveniently go above my shoulder tattoo. She oh, was like, I nice. would feel bad stabbing your tattoo. And I was like, thank you. What a good <laughs> point. I've never really thought about that. None of my tattoos are in like the prime shot area. So I'll have to remember that when I get one there. So noted. Well, Maybe if I'll you just ever like, leave a little hole for them to like. If you use. ever need an EpiPen though, your thigh tattoo. Gotta go to the left. <laughs> Gotta go to the left. Left thigh. If you're around me and I'm and I'm asphyxiating because of uh because i'm in anaphylactic shock left leg left leg everybody steven how are you doing (laughs) you know i'm doing all right doing all right i had a a work from home home day today so the week's off to a, a pretty good start pretty slow start but life has been been pretty good been staying real busy but you know got to um watch a little bit of the blue jackets game tonight um however you want to look at that fortunately or unfortunately yeah um missed their only goal but it was the first game that i've caught in a little while so you know all in all not a bad day well i'm i'm glad that hopefully you were able to watch like the third period of this game because it was actually the third period was was okay i didn't hate watching that as much as i hated watching the first two you texted me now i have to know did you like just like say this in in a humorous sense or was this actually the line when you texted me you texted me that you texted me over under 20 and a half shots for the jackets was that a steven shrek line or was that a DraftKings line that was the steven shrek line no that was me that was a, a personal line they were currently sitting at they had what four. four shots in the first and then they were up to six or seven by the time that i texted you that so and i was just like yeah you know what i'll I'll say 20 and a half. I don't know. I feel like that could be 
a high mark for them to hit at that point in the game. It could have been. No, that was just me. Yeah, I said pound the under, and they ended up uh, hitting 25 shots. So that was on me. I would have lost money. As we all have talked about, I am not a great sports gambler. But but we've got a couple of things to talk about. We've got a couple of games. It's not just the Rangers, folks. We uh, I, I keep forgetting that we haven't talked about this on Subjectively Speaking because we actually just recorded yesterday, <laughs> and it was released yesterday. A crossover episode with our friend over at Bucket and Boomer. So if you haven't listened to that, highly recommend you go check it out. It was a lot of fun to get on with those guys. And and I'm sure we'll talk about that even a little bit more as we as we go through the show. But I keep forgetting if we talked about things on this show or on their show. But I think the only thing we haven't talked about here to this point are the two games, one against the Red Wings and this one against the Rangers that happened tonight. So we can start kind of just by talking about about the Red Wings game, which, you know, I, first of all, Laura, the seats that I was sitting in at Little Caesars Arena compared to where we sat when we went last season, our seats were a lot better last season and I <laughs> paid a lot less money for them. First of all, the the Red Wings faithful were, were fiending to see two teams that will not make the playoffs this year. I think I paid $120 for these tickets. <laughs> so... Uh, not not ideal. Yes, UN's face is is exactly how I felt <laughs> about paying for uh this, these tickets uh with that much money. But yeah, I mean that like you remember how there was like the track that had like the TVs on it. Uh-huh. It was like that cut off half of the jumbotron where we were sitting. Like you couldn't oh. see the full jumbotron, and that's why the TVs are there to be able to like see what they're showing on the jumbotron. But it also got distracting because you couldn't really see the like penalty box side of the ice fully mm. like against the boards and so like i watched mo- like a hand part a handful of the game like just on these tvs <laughs> it's not ideal by any means but it was it was good content to watch for at least 40 minutes so you had to have been up super high then right you would think those seats are so steep that it doesn't take you long before you're like pretty high up so I was well, that's what I'm saying. Like I got, nine. I got so dizzy just being in like the front row of the mezzanine, like we were last year, because it's so steep in there. Yeah. In I would have not done well. Like I, like oh my god, and you'll relate to this. And anybody who listened to the episode after we went to this game will know what I'm talking about. I couldn't see the banners that fell. I couldn't see those because the thing was cutting it off. Stephen, you look a little confused, and I have to tell you because it's my favorite <laughs> thing. The like the Detroit Red Wings, obviously, like they share an arena with the Detroit Pistons. And when we first got in there, I'm like, okay, so like the Pistons have had a couple of, they've won a couple of championships. The Red Wings obviously have won a handful of championships. They each have a handful of players who have had their jerseys retired over the course of their franchises. And so when I walked in and there were like no banners, I told Laura, I said, where are the banners? Like, this is weird. And almost like I had asked her that right before puck drop. And they play this song before they drop the puck, which is like this, like really like EDM, like like and like when they do that, the banners drop as they're about to drop the. It's like really hard, like it's like really fun to watch, and they're all like automated. Yeah, it's like (laughs) yeah, I loved it. I loved it, and I was sad I didn't get to see it this time, but I did get to see some some other really cool things at this one. So without further ado, I guess we could just kind of get into it. I mean, like. Wow. Uh, those first two periods were absolutely insane. And I'm going to say that that is all thanks to uh, our good friend Sila being at this game, who brought the Finnish energy to a 10 
because Patrick Laine was kicking ass and taking names to start this game, Laura. Yeah, I love her, and I can't wait to meet her on Thursday. But I wish some of that finish energy could have pulled through to tonight. But uh, I'll take a Patrick Laine hat trick any day of the week. So... Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And it was two in a row since we've been there. Two in a row. Jack Rosovic had one in April when we went, but then obviously Patrick Line in this That's one. That's right. Yeah. Too bad he's terrible now. Hey, we can maybe have a Jack Rosovic <laughs> discourse because I I think maybe the shade is like at this point a little overdone. But we can talk about Jack a little bit later. Uh Steven. I don't know if you have been uh, following, but the Blue Jackets have been sitting at 32nd in the NHL for the last uh, few, about a week or two at this point. Uh, I did not expect for them to go into Detroit and uh, take a four to nothing lead early in the second period. I don't know. Is that the kind of thing that you expect from this team at this point in their journey? To be honest with you, no. However, I, you know, in the last couple of years since you all have been doing this podcast and since, you know, even being your roommate in college, Jeremy, for following the Blue Jackets, they always seem to play Detroit well for some reason. The games always tend to either be shootouts or just absolutely just blank on one side and goals on the other. But it at least in recent memory, a lot of the games that I have seen the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings play against each other, they really just go kind of tit for tat. So the fact that they went up 4-0 surprises me. The fact that the Red Wings came back and made it 4-3 to doesn't surprise yeah. me. So it, it, was kind of, it was kind of both when I saw that line A, and I kept getting the, the notifications that he had scored the hat trick. So that was honestly really good to see because – I know he had a, an injury span early on this season, so it was good to see him, and I hope he continues that mojo, but um, but we'll see after tonight's performance. But versus the Red Wings, I think it was really impressive. Yeah, I will say as I'm standing, like, waiting to go into, because Patrick's hatchet goal came pretty early in the second period, and so I actually hadn't even made it back to my seat, so I was standing in the portal waiting for a savage and play to go up there, and a couple of Red Wings fans were there, and they said, you know, hey, not to, like, not to be an asshole, but like, did you expect this? And I was like, no, absolutely the fuck not. Like, I absolutely did not expect this. Um, and you're not an asshole for asking it. I mean, it's a very fair question. And I honestly wish that I could have linked up with those guys, like at any other point in that game, because I distinctly remember saying to the guy who was sitting next to us, after we went up three nothing i said don't worry you have us exactly where you want us like you have us like precisely where you want us like this is this is far from over and laura i know you uh you had a better view of it even (laughs) being at home because i'm sure you got a a nice little glimpse of elvis's face when matthew olivier threw the puck into the back of the net to give oh my god four to one You know, for as much as this fan base shits on Elvis, and I'm not saying that it's not warranted in most circumstances, especially this season, but for the fact that he was just, like, holding strong for so long, and we get to the last 10 minutes of the third period, and his own freaking teammate scores on him, like, the look that he gave 
Matthew Olivier, when he went up to try and apologize, was like, if looks could kill, Elvis would be behind bars right now and he would have smiled in his mugshot because he was so pissed. Like, he was so pissed. He's been trying so hard to figure out what is wrong with his game and like what is going on. And these moments in time keep happening, whether it's a stupid bounce, whether it's, you know, his defensive, like, teammates just falling apart in front of him. And now this situation where Matthew Olivier just, I think all time slowed down. Like if you were in that moment, like you just were like, no. (laughs) And there was just, there was nothing he could do. There was just absolutely nothing he could do. And that really like that situation lit a fire under Detroit. Like, and they just came hard for the next eight minutes. And it was nothing but Elvis trying to like save them. So yeah, it was it was a tough third period after being up for nothing. Yeah, it was. And it it just felt like the jackets were good with the 40 minutes they had played. And at that point, we're like, you know. <laughs> we're good on that thanks though thank you for the offer they got too big for their britches i guess so i mean they're outshot 12 to 3 if i remember seeing the end like the they had it up in the arena afterward in the third period and i mean it just felt like every period of bad blue jackets hockey we've watched for the last month or two where it's just like they're not getting the opportunities. They're not pushing. I had actually made a comment to, I was there with, with my aunt and my cousins. And I said to my aunt, I said, you know, they were down four one, even when they were down four two, I said, the thing that I appreciate right now is they don't look like they're playing to not lose. Like they still look like they're playing to win, which is like a change in pace for the jackets. And at some point I looked over at her, I said, that changed. I said, they're no longer playing to win. They're playing to not lose. And then the four, three goal comes with, I think still a little over four minutes left. And I mean, I had already, I wrote, I wrote it off. I figured that sure as hell, somebody was going to tie it up and we are going to go into overtime and uh, lose it that way or hell even lose it in regulation. And so thankfully that doesn't happen. A really, really good win for the Jackets who kind of needed it. I mean, especially with the stretch that they're about to be in, which uh, we got the first preview of that tonight against the Rangers. And my, oh my, it felt like that third period against Detroit bled over into the start of this game. Just absolutely no energy, no motivation. Steven, what was it that you said to me over text? What do they have no of, none of? No tenacity. None and I, I was – I really only caught most of the first and second periods. And I also texted you in between the first period and second period. They showed – on the the tv screen a glimpse into the blue jackets locker room and boy it just looked deflated in there i don't know if that's just i guess an an objective viewer um or if that i don't know it just really seemed like they were deflated just coming off the first period alone um i mean when you only put four shots out there in a period and you have two goals against you that's that's obviously a tough start, but there just wasn't any fight in them in that first period. And then coming out in the second period, I just, I, I didn't see any response from them that 
warranted like oh yeah no they can they can still fight and be in this game it just it seemed like they were out of it from the start yeah i 100 percent agree with you steven and i almost tweeted it from our account but like i couldn't word it properly because we talked a lot about this on the bucket and boomer episode that we did but there was such we i credited and i know i know kyle did as well um, credited a lot of the really great energy from Saturday on the fact that we had Boone Jenner return to the lineup. Like he's only been out for four weeks, but it felt like the longest four weeks in the history of hockey injuries. Like he just was not like, cause you didn't see him because with a broken thumb, they're like, well, I mean, you don't really need to like super skate around a lot. Like your feet work. Like <laughs> we know that, like it's just your hand and holding the stick. Um, and so, like, you just didn't really see him for four weeks. Like, he was doing community things and stuff, but, and he was obviously with the team and trying to be there as a leader, but, like, you just didn't have his energy and his presence on the ice. And, like, when they were in Detroit and they were, you know, had this just incredible first 40 minutes, you're like, yes, Boone Jenner is back. Like, he's, he's hyping up his team. Like, you can feel it all this sort of stuff. And then just like Jeremy said, that third period in Detroit just bled into tonight. And it was like the Island of Misfit Toys again. Like they just had no energy. They didn't seem like they knew what they were doing half the time. And Lars like quickly started playing my favorite game, which is Blue Jackets Boggle and just... It is actually our least favorite game, right? Like, can That's we actually true. like name that and say that like we actually hate when that happens? That is true. We do okay, hate great. when he, I just wanted to make sure plays. that you didn't actually like you weren't pro of this. Like, no, this blender. is a sarcastic. It is not. Right. I hate when he does this because not only did he play Boggle tonight, but he played like oh, basically Hangman as he was crossing players off of the roster and being like, you're not playing anymore tonight. So yeah, too bad. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> um, you were just not set, like setting a skate on the ice uh, in basically from the middle of the second period on for some players, but yeah, it was just a completely, you know, we've said it time and time again, this team is the tale of two teams sometimes where it's like you have these great shiny moments and then it literally just sucks all of the energy out of them and they can't rebound like for at least a couple of games, which is dumb. And especially dumb when you're looking at the week that we have ahead and we're going to get to it because we'll be facing just an arena that we have a terrible relationship with. So yeah, tonight was not fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll go to Steven here in just a minute when we talk about that arena that we just have not had a good time in throughout Blue Jackets history. But yeah, I, you know, this one's tough. Andrew Peak scores to give you a little bit of false hope and, you know, <sighs> It just doesn't they, – they, I mean, they had their chances, right? I mean, like, in the third period, there were definitely opportunities for the Jackets to put one in and, you know, even had a power play opportunity, I want to say, and just weren't able to capitalize. And and that's the moments where that, like, hurts the most, right, where it's just, like, there's no way 
that this team is going to find a way to win if they can't capitalize on those moments of momentum that they have because those moments are fleeting. (laughs) And so when they have them, they simply need to take advantage of them. The Jackets, you know, outshot the Rangers 13 to seven in the third period. And it looked like they really had them on their toes for, for a decent portion of it. And I, I take that back. They started the period with a minute and 45 seconds on the power play and ended the game on a power play. And it was only 22 seconds uh, off of that, like just out of nowhere. <laughs> cross check in front of the net on Sean Crowley. Jacob Trooper got an interference call, but that brings a series between these two teams to one to one. And, you know, they don't play again until March. So it'll be a minute before we have to worry about them end of March. But yeah, I mean, there's not really, I don't have a ton of takeaways from this one other than the fact that I actually thought the players like Gus Nyquist and Jack Ross, like actually had decent games tonight. And, the guys that you want to show up, like just like kind of, kind of didn't again. Like it's just been that, been that story. And even Johnny Goudreau, who famously only scores at Nationwide Arena, couldn't find a way to to do it tonight. Well, and of course, I'm just going to make a small shout out to Elvis because if he hadn't made some of the gigantic saves that his he did make tonight, this would have been like a five six game, like five six goal loss for us, like. There is no doubt in my mind that if he hadn't been as sharp as he had been, like it would have been so much worse. So like for all the the Elvis haters, and again, I'm not saying that some of the, a majority of the criticism isn't warranted this season. He knows it. I know it. We all know it. But like in these moments, you don't get to blame him for this. Like he, he kept us from not getting completely steamrolled. So that is my Elvis little rant for today. Well, <laughs> thanks for giving it. And I will say one of those games that we we've talked about on the show, how according to money puck, he has the, the most, or how should I, how do you phrase this in the way that's the most accurate? He has given up the most goals in comparison to his goals that he's been expected to give up. So he's like the most negative but tonight was a night that he chipped into the negative, into the positive. He he was a little over one. Uh, he had about one save to goal above expected tonight, and so that's a win for the Jackets. That's like that's not been happening for them very often when Elvis is in net. And so he he did. He played really well, and and you've gotta you've gotta like that. But uh, hey, this is a question for both of you. You've gotta like that. You know, you've gotta like that Elvis. It's kind of getting back into the positive, but there's something else that you got to like. Is it that we can win money on DraftKings? Yeah, it so is that. I was hoping that maybe you would you would hop on the train. I was hoping that maybe you knew where to go with that one, but that's okay. We can still absolutely be friends because, folks, Laura is right on the money because uh, the NFL playoff action is continuing at DraftKings Sportsbook, and we're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. As we're speaking, Steven down here actually placed uh, a parlay bet 
and needs uh, good old Zeke Elliott to get 25 yards. He had 24 yards the last time I checked. Steven, thumbs up, thumbs down. Have we gotten to 25 yet? Do we know? Not yet, but there's still time left in that one as we're recording. I think they're like halfway through the third quarter or maybe fourth quarter, whatever it is. So there's still time. And uh, I know that Steven and my Cincinnati Bengals are on to the divisional round. So, like, you got to put some money down. Uh, can I get a who day, Steven? Steven, I'm going to need a who day. Who day? Thank you, sir. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round to get 200 in free bets instantly if they win. Uh, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Stephen and I have a lot in common when we talk about the NFL. We don't have a ton in common when we talk about the NHL, except for the days that he decides he wants to wear his union blue. And that's because Stephen, as we've mentioned 400 times on this show and across all of our shows, is a Nashville Predators fan. And so uh, that's what we'll shift our, our focus to now. We've talked about how rough this stretch is for the Jackets over the course of, uh, I believe it's six days. They have four games? Mm-hmm. Not ideal. Uh, the second of those games happens today as you're listening, tomorrow as we're recording, as the Jackets head down to Nashville to take on the Predators after um, the one that was previously supposed to take place, and I believe it was December, it was rescheduled due to a water main break at Bridgestone. And so, Stephen, are you excited to see the Jackets head down to Nashville to take on the Jacket? No, to take on the Predators. <laughs> Jackets, yeah, the Jackets are going to be taking on the Jackets because they're their own worst enemies at Bridgestone Arena. So are you excited to see that one, Steven? I was going to say, wait, where's the lie? They are taking on themselves. Um, no, I am excited. Um, this Obviously, this matchup has been a, a little while in the works because of some mishaps that happened down at Bridgestone earlier in the season. But I'm excited for the Blue Jackets and Preds to get back together, play. Um, it's always a fun time watching Nashville in Nashville. They always have such a great environment. Um, obviously I haven't been to a game down there in a while, but it's always my favorite statistic to bring up. And you kind of alluded to it earlier of the blue jackets record at Bridgestone arena. And I just was doing a quick little internet search while you were doing the DraftKings read. Um, And I found some interesting information here that the Blue Jackets have played in Nashville 50 times and have won nine. And so, (laughs) yeah, Jeremy's holding up the nine. Um, Have won nine times out of 50 meetings in Bridgestone Arena. And when you look at it, they are the team the Predators are the team that the Blue Jackets have lost to the most on the road out of any other NHL team, 34 times. The next closest is 27, and that's the Red Wings. So I'm always excited when the Blue Jackets go and visit Nashville because it usually ends up well for Nashville. However, I think that you know this year Nashville has been super streaky from – Again, I, I've received notifications for the Blue Jackets and the Predators. And the Predators have had like six-game losing streaks, five-game winning streaks, four-game losing streaks, followed by five-game winning streaks. And they've been very on and off this season and pretty inconsistent, but still, you know, middle of the pack so far and kind of hanging on, hanging on to a, a playoff hope 
thread here before the the all-star break comes around for the season. But I think that all in all, the Predators are going to, you know, give everything they got, especially at home. So I think it's going to be a lot for the Blue Jackets to handle. But I can see Johnny Hockey having a maybe a field day with the Predators defense. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm sure hoping that's the case. And and you're not wrong. I mean, so in the last seven games that the Preds have played, they had a four-game winning streak and a three-game losing streak. And they're actually – so thankfully for the Jackets, I mean, obviously travel is included in this equation, but thankfully the Jackets are also going to be playing a Predators team that is currently uh, engaged in battle with the Calgary Flames. They're up 2-1 right now on the Flames as we record. So probably by the time we finish this episode, that game will be over. But – Good news for the Jackets. Both teams are coming in having played a game the night before, and UC Saros is the starter right now in uh, in Nashville as they take on Calgary. That game with a minute and 40 left, so that one's just about over. So one could probably make a guess, and, and obviously it's not you know solidified at this point. Obviously we won't know until tomorrow, but you could probably make the assumption that Kevin Lincoln will probably start for the Predators tomorrow as opposed to UC Saros, which – could be good for the Jackets, although if I don't, if I remember correctly, I feel like Kevin Lankinen absolutely like shit on the Jackets when he was in Chicago, the bubble, like the COVID year. I think you're right. I just remember him being like absolutely like a jacket killer when they played him. I could go back and look at the stats and find out that I'm entirely wrong, but that for some reason that sounds right to me. But it's also not unlike teams to put their second goalie in against us. Like their their goalie that like needs needs some playing time and like, you know, doesn't want them to face a ton of shots, but like, you know, and give their starter like a bit of a break. So it definitely won't surprise me if Saros does not start for the Predators tomorrow. So it looks like Lankinen started seven of the games against the Jackets the year that they played uh, Chicago eight times and uh, won again, one, one, two, three, four, five of the matchups, lost two. So he's five and two against the Jackets. Even in his loss, he had a 926 save percentage. And uh, <laughs> yeah, because we ate shit against Chicago in the COVID shortened season. Laura, it might take you less time to tell me who we didn't eat shit against again that season. <laughs> so I'll be here all night. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me know. All of them. All of Correct. them we ate shit. <laughs> Period. So obviously the hope is that that changes. Uh, definitely this is not the first matchup between the Jackets and the Predators this season. So Columbus is obviously hoping for a similar result. They beat the Predators 5-3 to three in their first matchup, and that was a game at Nationwide Arena where the Predators actually took a 2 to nothing lead, and uh, Jake Bean got his first goal of the year. That, that These are all players that, like, uh, I guess still play for the Blue Jackets, technically. <laughs> uh, so the Jackets entered the third period down 3-1. to one. It was kind of the opposite of what we've seen the Jackets do recently. Scored four unanswered goals in the third period. Johnny Goudreau had two. <laughs> Justin Danforth, you guys know him. And Nick Blankenberg, all with goals in that game. So, obviously, a few of those players won't be able to replicate their success against Nashville. But hopefully Maybe Nick could... Blankenberg and yeah, Johnny. True. This is true. Uh, Johnny Goudreau scoring on the road. That's a lot to ask, Laura. But here's hoping that you're on to something. And that's, I mean, 
obviously we bring Steven on to talk about all the things Nashville, but it's not the only thing that the Jackets have coming up for them before we record our next episode. They've also got a matchup coming up here against um, somebody. I don't have it on my phone. Anaheim on Thursday. Oh yeah, you'll be there. Anaheim. So that's obviously, I mean, those are two teams that you would hope, you would hope that the Jackets could at least be competitive in. Yes. I don't, we, oh God. You can't say the team's going to win any game at this point because when you're 32, you're 32. You like can't like say with definitive yes or no that the team is going to be anybody, but you should at least be competitive. I will say that we have probably have a higher likelihood of winning against Anaheim on Thursday because of how the Blue Jackets like to just destroy any likelihood of them getting like a reasonably high draft pick. Like, and because we are basically neck and neck, we're just like flip flopping back and forth, Chicago, Anaheim and Columbus with who sucks the most. Um, I would not be surprised if we just like, shit all over Anaheim and like just blew them out of the water and like went up a placement. Like obviously it's not being determined right now, but like the few wins that we do have are going to come like really crucial in the very end of the season when they're trying to determine who's getting those top three, top five draft picks. Um, So yeah, I think it would be in classic blue jacket. And I just don't think we're lucky enough to like, get our double digit win at Bridgestone tomorrow. Like I just don't I just don't think. Steven, I'm I'm sure you you I you can say some things about that. <laughs> yeah. Um I totally had a thought and I'm not sure exactly where it went to. Um but I was just looking up, um, I was trying to find out what Roman Yossi um, has done recently for the Predators. He now has the most points in franchise history. Um, but there was another factoid that I was going to throw out there, but it has since left my brain. So I'll throw it back to one of you all uh, to continue on with the conversation. <laughs> you can't tell me that you're not a semi-professional podcaster because you just stalled so hard waiting for that thought to come back to your brain. Like you thought that eventually it would come back and it just simply did it. Hey, at any point, if it does just, just unmute and scream it. Like that's absolutely okay by me. But yeah, I mean, currently as we look at the standings, the Jackets are sitting at 31st. They've actually got two points up on Chicago since we last recorded. Now Chicago has two games in hand. They've only played 41 games. The Jackets have played 43. Now again, I don't think that the Jackets are – I don't think the Blackhawks are guaranteed to pick up two points in the next two games that they play. That that would be a, a silly bet to make. But, you know, this is going to this is gonna keep happening, I think, all season long. And I think if I'm not – if I'm good at reading nonverbals – I think that our Nashville Predators correspondent might have remembered his factoid. I remember the factoid. Um, Now, because you just mentioned that, I think bouncing off what Laura was saying, I think at this point in the season with these next two games, the Blue Jackets need at least two points out of these next two games between the Predators and the Ducks. And I think that would be considered a success. But if you don't get two points out of these next two games, I think there's going to be a lot more negative discussion that's going to be had, especially maybe in this airspace between you two, but just in general, 
amongst the the fans i feel like you need at least two points out of these next two games that was my thought thanks I for think morale back. wise yeah no morale of course of course i think, I think morale wise you're absolutely right i to laura's point though originally like i i'm okay with the jackets picking up points against any teams right now that are not <laughs> Chicago, Anaheim, San Jose. Like, and this is like who you're playing now, right? Like you're in the stretch of the season where you're about to go out to the to the West Coast and play these teams on their ice. And so I don't know. I I am not yet to the point where I'm like rooting for this team to lose, but I also don't know that I feel as convicted enough to say the Jackets need points anytime in their schedule right now. Like I think we'll be okay with what they get, but I think ultimately I am just uh, here for the ride. I think, I mean, I agree with you. And we've, we've talked about this. Like there's, I, again, no like true blue is going to ever going to be like a fan of tanking and like watching their team just like slug through the mush for a whole half of a season. Cause we're still definitely looking at half of a season right now. And, but it's also again, that case of like, do we want them to go on like a 15 game, like, point spree and just end up like squat in the middle and you know all of this pain was for nothing absolutely not i just think it would be more enjoyable if there was just some effort involved like they can still lose the games that's fine but if there's like a spark if there's like an energy there like tonight we had to wait you know basically 45 almost 50 minutes for that energy to come back in kind of like panic mode where they were like, this is embarrassing. We can't get shut out again. Like, you know, and we're at home, all that sort of stuff. But like, if we can find a consistency with the energy and like, it feels like they're trying and we're not losing as terribly, I will be okay with that. And if we just, you know, sprinkle in a win or two, every once in a while because I already know that like my favorite game of the year like my birthday game we're not winning like if we win that game I will be impressed because I just Seattle was going to shit on us so (laughs) they just lost the lightning I feel like they might be entering their down yeah but they won Eight, they won eight or nine games in a row. Yeah, they're streaky too. It's weird. They're a streaky team. I could see them being. We'll just hope and pray that they're on the downhill of a streak when we get them in March. Hopefully, we do see them sooner than that, though, because we play in Seattle in a couple of weeks. But they can do whatever they want um, during that game. We don't care about that <laughs> game for your sanctity of your like birthday game. We, we thank you. The birthday game one. is it's sacred. We have a lot of good m- memories of my birthday games, except for That's not super the- true. <laughs> that really <laughs> isn't super true. <laughs> Last year was fun. Yeah, one of three so far. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Huh. Maybe my birthday <laughs> games aren't as nice. That's sad. We have fun. <laughs> we do have fun. We do make it fun. Um, well, hopefully it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that realization. Sorry for that piece of reality that I just served you. It's okay. 
<laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Well, hey, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, um, but barring any uh, tackles for loss, Ezekiel Elliott hit 25 yards for Steven's parlay. Yay, Steven! Is that the only thing you were waiting on in your parlay? Is that like the thing that like got you your parlay, or are you still waiting for something else? I don't have to wait for anything now. Tom Brady also had to throw for over 200 yards. So he hit that. So we're good. Um, we so go. as, as long as, you know, Dallas covers by 17 and a half, we should be fine. Um, which they're winning by a lot. So yeah, that's okay. That is true. I, God, they're going to, they're up 31 to six. You said 17 and a half. I, Jesus, I almost bet you. The Tampa Bay is going to make this a 31 to to 16 game. Of course. Of course. I mean, Tom Brady's at the helm. Yeah, but, sorry about it, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. I, um, just to add on to something that Laura was saying about the energy. Um, I feel like my favorite memories of either watching the Blue Jackets on TV or in person is – when they were just like feisty, when they had the energy, they would go after every puck. They would win those 50-50 pucks like down in the corners. And I just haven't, from the games that I've seen and followed, especially the defense has just not had that same level of go after it um, that I really enjoy seeing and watching, especially just in – in hockey in general, I feel like it's just not been quite there. So if they can find a spark and get a point here, a point there, a couple of points there, um, I think they can really start getting a groove on, to be honest with you. Cause I feel like I've, I've had conversations with a couple other, you know, just casual blue jackets fans over the last three or four weeks. And I feel like I say the same thing, in the middle of conversation with all of them is that they have the right pieces. They've been plagued with injuries and the energy and just the connections just haven't been fully made yet. But when they make them, I feel like just as more of a casual fan myself, um, who isn't into all the analytics or statistics or in-depth knowledge that you all have more so than myself, I feel like they can really start connecting things, but they got to find that energy and, start finding the right lines and the right connections between players and they can be dangerous. So I hope that they can find that regardless of whether that means, you know, first pick or anything like that. I I think they, they can find the right pieces and they'll make it work. Well, first of all, we're definitely not getting the first pick. That's not happening regardless. We could finish 32nd and we're not getting, like, we're just not getting the first pick overall. Um, which but, is my favorite. You are so much more on that line of thinking than I am, which is so funny because in almost all other circumstances, if I make a statement like that, you tell me that I'm being negative. Right. But it's because this is I like know where one, it's coming from. <laughs> no. And this is the one, like, analytical, like, part of me where it's like this team has been in existence for 22 years. Never once have they naturally had the first round draft pick like, or the first pick of the first round. I always say that incorrectly. They've had first round picks. Um, They've never naturally gotten it. Like, and at this point, like, you know, Seattle and Vegas are going to get it before we do. I mean, they're already getting an outdoor game before Columbus does. So like, 
it's just not in the cards for us. But in off of what Steven was saying about finding the spark and like finding a way to get through the rest of the season, like it's going to be a hell of an off season if they don't end this season with just like a little bit of like hope in some way, because it's not like we're wiping the slate clean at the end of the season. Like we're not getting a whole new team. Like some of these humans are sticking around and some of them for the long term. So like we got to find and they have to find the pieces that they can build off of. And that's what's really, I think, frustrating for people right now is they're having a hard time seeing the pieces and seeing that in a more perfect world, yes, we're bad, but we shouldn't be this bad situation. Like there's so much to how bad we are right now. And if they could just get over a couple of the things or work through them or I don't know, have hard practices more regularly, apparently. Sure. Um, we could we could maybe find a way to like at least end the season hopeful because that off season is gonna be hellish for fans, for them, for the front office, like because you're gonna you're gonna have to do something in the off season to make next season better or shit's not going to be good. Correct. So obviously we will hope for that and we'll look forward to this week of action. I mean, it's a lot of blue jackets hockey folks. Like it is like a lot. Like if you're like, take a break on Wednesday, like take a breath. Uh, it's really the only one you get Wednesday and Friday. I think are the only days off y'all get. So take a breath, enjoy it. But uh, Laura, Steven, is there anything else on your radar as we wrap up our birthday episode? Hmm. I feel like I had something. I don't Oh, you know, just we don't know what's happening, but Corpy has been out the last couple of games for personal mm-hmm. reasons. Um, obviously, we don't know any of the details, but with him having him and his wife just having a baby, you have to assume that. It has something to do with that. So just sending him good vibes and his wife and their new baby and just fingers crossed everything is, you know, okay or going to be okay. But obviously very grateful that the Blue Jackets are willing and able to let him take this time um, and be with his family. So fingers crossed everything's good for little baby Corpy who hopefully has a mustache or at least like a pacifier that has a mustache on it. (laughs) It was only, it would only be fitting. That'd be a good vibe. Yeah, for sure. For as often as things don't always go right on the ice for the blue jackets, I always feel like they, they're a pretty top notch organization for making sure their players feel like they can take care of what's important. So like you mentioned, Laura, just hoping that everything is and will be okay with, with the Corpus family. If, if we're not, hopefully we're just reading too much into that and like everything's fine, but uh, just sending good vibes his way for sure. But Laura, like I yeah, go ahead. I was just no, going to say I, one I, more thing. I saw it happen. I saw you. You do this most of the time whenever I'm like, is there anything else? And we've not talked about it. And then you usually have one extra nugget for me that we have not talked about. So go ahead. Well, it's not even just that we haven't talked about it. It's just kind of like on behalf of the both of us, just, you know, kind of taking in that moment. And I know Stephen will encourage us to do this too, because Stephen and I are always on the same wavelength with this. 
is just like taking in this moment of the fact that we've been doing this for two years. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you and I have been an entity together as best friends for much longer, but like us as a, us as like a personality and as a business and whatever this situation is like stop saying business before the irs says hey girl that's true (laughs) anyone want that legalized tax fraud shirt um but you know i just i just want us to take to like take that in and i just want to say to you like this truly like for as shit as the last two years have been well for everyone really but as you know for me specifically like this has really been my my thing, the thing that brought me joy, like no matter what, even when we were just talking to ourselves basically and Steven was the only one listening to us. Um, <laughs> like, you know, this just brings me so much joy and I just want to thank you for that and thank you for being on this journey with me. And, you know, I obviously won't say what I wished for when I blew out our candles, but... I don't think it's hard to, you know, want us to not only see like the same amount of success and growth, but even more in this year three. And as much as you hate it, I will sometime make you sit down and make our year three goal list because we did get quite a few in the year two. Yeah, so, how, many, how many? What was our success rate? What was our? I think we got six of the 10. I can so, do the D minus. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Six of the ten, and I'm sure the um, four were the four like. Well, it was interview someone from the front office. Check. Yeah. Yarmo interview our first player. Check Andrew Peak. Fishy boy, yeah. Um, we broke a thousand followers on Twitter. We did. Um. Oh God. We did a couple of other things, and then there was something. Maybe it was one or more members of the front office because obviously like rick nash and that was just i mean our whole year wins with the fact that we interviewed rick nash and we went to traverse city like that was one of our goals so you know and we reached 150 episodes so it was a big year two and i'm very hopeful for year three yeah year two go ahead Oh, I was just saying, and I'm glad that we're we're doing it together and that you haven't killed me yet. Yeah, no, I don't think I would do as well in prison as I say I would. So uh, that's <laughs> uh, also part of the reason why I haven't killed you. But also for the same reasons. I mean, it is wild just to think about the fact that we've been doing this for two years. And uh, honestly, it's, it's kudos to people like Steven who like actually, you know, gassed up our ideas of like wanting to make this a thing and and you know when, whenever we say we were talking into the void that was never really true because there are always people like steven there so steven we love that you're here because this feels really appropriate but i think also just on top of that like yeah two years i mean it's been wild i mean like a lot of things have changed in both of our lives in the last two years which has just been uncanny and then to still be able to do this and have this as a constant i mean to sit down 154 times 155 if we include the last episode <laughs> with steven uh it is just like wild to think that we've been doing it for this long and i know that there are a lot of podcasts that have been doing this for a lot longer than we have and it's just uncanny to think about how they got to where they are but knowing that we are just like one step closer to being those people that people are like damn they've been doing this for a minute <laughs> like, 
uh, you know, even even when the jackets suck, we really did pick a bad gap of time to start a podcast, but uh, we found ways to make these last two years fun. I can't say that I would even be watching Blue Jackets hockey this year if it weren't for our podcast and if it weren't for the love of the team that I've developed and redeveloped. I, this this show helped me refall in love with the Blue Jackets in a way that I don't know that I needed. So this has been great. Birthday episode has been great. It's been a lot of fun doing it. But Laura, also, of course, all the same emotional sentiments that you're much better at giving than I am about how grateful I am for you and for, for sticking with this and being okay. If it weren't for the fact that I like sometimes I'm just like, absolutely batshit crazy we probably have already hit 200 episodes so um so thank you for putting up with that and i love you a lot i love this show a lot and uh i love this team a lot i love the listeners a lot so all of that to say shout out to our lovely community we've done it for two years and and here's on to year three and i can't wait to make those goals with you i think that's going to be a lot of fun so here's to getting seven out of ten next year absolutely and laura where can the good people keep up on all the progress podcast progress podgress i almost said that uh <laughs> i don't hate that can i say that i don't hate that mm, i hate it Even pun, lover, <laughs> pun lover how do you feel do you feel good about the pun i'm feeling good about it honestly i'm on the right. I'm, I'm on the yeah track so all right um, yeah the eyes have it podgress laura tell tell all the folks where they can keep up with all of our podgress Oh God! I I knew I that you would that. you would put something to a vote when Stephen was here, so that you would win. Hey, Stephen is a lot of times, especially in this in this space, Team Laura. So like, let's that is like true. let's like actually like this was a good win for me. It's because he knows I'm the keeper of the peanut butter brownies, so he has to he has to be nice to me. So, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at subjectively speak, subjectively speaking. Um, and then we do have a, a very cool website, uh, that Jeremy put together. If you want to check that out or look for the links for all the things that I'm talking to you about, that is subjectively speaking.com. And then as our friends at Bucket and Boomer told us, uh, I need to start apparently shouting this out more, but we do have a merch store. Uh, we do have merch for our podcast. If you didn't know, it is very cute. I'm wearing some of it right now. Um, <laughs> but, oh, it's see, Steven has a sticker. Uh, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters, um, and get some sweet merch in exchange. You can go to subjectivelymerch.com. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. Um, and again, we don't know how the algorithm works. We just know all the things that you do on your apps helps us to get recognized and noticed in the hockey podcast charts. And helps us bring more people into our lovely little community that we just love so much. Um, but other than that, we love and appreciate you all. You and you know, especially all our special humans. You know who you are. You've gotten us through these last two years. And we love you. So, yeah. You guys are great. Yes, you are. And until we get the chance to chat with you all next time, hopefully Steven spends his Tuesday night a little bit sadder than we do. Uh, and <laughs> hopefully, uh, like we said earlier in the show, if you have the ability to, 
um, we hope that you'll take some time on our birthday to celebrate us by uh, doing a, an act of kindness to whoever, whatever, whether that's philanthropically or just through the, the kindness of your heart. Just smile at a stranger and uh, make, make it so that somebody has a better day. So we love and appreciate you all so much. I'm taking Laura's line there, but it's true. We really, truly do. And until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, we hope you take care of yourselves and you take care of one another. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.